So we're back on the real ones, and I have the mad Hooper, and quite frankly, he's pretty mad. He's in Los Angeles right now. He has on his WNBA hoodie. He um, is a big-time Lakers fan, big-time Sparks fan, but he is mad. I am with Jomi, the mad Hooper. Jomi, why are you mad? So I'm going to tell you why I'm mad, Logan. I got two reasons why I'm mad. First, your THT agenda, all right? I came in a group chat, and I was like, hey, this THT player can play. And you was like, nah, man, it's just preseason. He just out here, you know, doing his thing because it's the preseason. Bruh, bruh. He's out here playing big minutes with LeBron James. How many second-year players? First of all, he really a rookie. He didn't really play last year a lot. How many guys with that little of experience out here playing big minutes with LeBron James? They don't do that. That doesn't happen for him, all right? he has the He's in the third most used lineup for the Lakers, right? And they got a plus-minus of 15.7, all right? How many second-year players have that? They don't, all right? He got a bag on both sides of the ball, all right? He can finish with the reverse layups. He got the step back. He can dime, all right? And on defense, he's long. You can put anybody in front of him. They're not getting past him, okay? He got Wes Matthews, all right? A great NBA vet, glued to the bench. Wes Matthews can't see the floor, not even Brian in Brian Scalabrini minutes, okay? He makes mistakes, sure, all right? But he's young, but he's the Lakers' future, all right? Don't forget, Frank Vogel trusts him. LeBron trusts him. All right. Wait, 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 wait. We have a we have another mad hooper that has just what? walked into the building. Would you, what? What, what, why are you mad? I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. Let me tell you why I'm mad, son. First of all, Wesley Matthews, I question how much he got in the tank. So the fact that T.A., who the hell is T.H.T.? And then secondly, you the fact that Wesley Matthews is glued to the bench is squarely on Wes Matthews' so, shoulders. And then you will come out here talking about he's the face of the franchise moving forward. They got a cat named Anthony Davis over there, man. What are we talking about? Hey, hey, hey we're we not talking about Anthony Davis right now. We're talking about THT. THT's the future, right? Anthony Davis, 27. You know, he a little hurt right now. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be all right. Anthony Davis is going to be a, a Laker legend, all right? All I'm saying is THT right behind him. All right. All right. Secondly, and this is more like what you did to me. You lied on me, Logan. Logan and Murdoch, oh. you lied on me when you talked about oh. me. You said I disrespected Kuz. I never said nothing about Kyle Kuzma. That's my guy. He's playing great. He played great in the bubble. He's playing great right now. He's rebounding. He's playing defense. All right. Why would I pick my two NBA championship sons against each other? I would never do that. All right. So put some respect on my name and put some respect on THT's name. That's all I got. Rowan's up next. Yeah, man. So um, speaking of the Mad Hooper, I think I'm a bit of the Mad Hooper right now. You know why? Because my audio was messed up for the first 15 minutes. You want to know why that happened? Because I put the mic in the wrong record thing on the Zoom. That's my bad. I did that. Sasha's giving me the look. Roger's giving me the look. Even Jomi's giving me the look right now. And I deserve it, okay, guys? But it was a really, really great episode. For the first 10, 15 minutes, I got a little Zoom audio. It's not as great as the pristine audio that Sasha usually puts together. But it was a great show. Tap in. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. 
and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. Robin Rowan's is Logan Murdoch here with Roger Bell. I was a little perturbed. Are you mad at the Super Bowl right now? I'm a little salty at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean not salty. I told you, I like I found myself cheering for for TB12 more that he was in a Bucks uniform than I did when he was with the Patriots. I, I I always associated those two as like one entity. They are not for me. Like I can cheer for Tom. I just can't cheer for the Patriots. So I'm mm. not that salty. You know what I'm salty about, dog? You want to tell me? I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. You want to know why I'm mad? People are hella sensitive, dog. Like we just live in a real world where like people are hella sensitive. I'm going to leave it at that. Sensitivity right. is off the charts these days. So you're not a, fa- you're not a fan of Ralph Trasmit? Is what you're saying? You Who's don't like that? that song? You don't know the, the dude who sings sensitivity. Oh, you, oh, oh Tra- you know that. What'd you, you say, Ralph Tresvan? Ralph Tresvan, yeah. Tresvan, bro. It's Tresvan. Okay. You got a, a fan of that song? Yeah. I mean, look, in a time where like sensitivity was was kind of like, you know, not an not an everyday wear it on your sleeve type of thing. Like that was, you know, it was a cool song. But now, like, it's more the norm. Like sensitive, like we just all sensitive and in, in, in the feelings and like came, everything is offensive. Come on, B. I'm just, all right. That's why I, I'm I, mad. I ain't saying no names. You ask why I'm mad. That's why I'm mad. Okay. All right. That's why you mad, son? Yeah, I like a little grit in my world, dog. I like a little controversy in my shit. Uh, apparently so. Apparently <laughs> so, right? <laughs> <laughs> you like controversy, Roger? Do you, a little do you controversy like in my shit. <laughs> All right, man, back to the Super Bowl. It was weird for me before we get to mm-hmm. the shits because I grew up a Raiders fan. Still, you know, the Al Davis uh, 30 for 30 came out. I had all the propaganda going. You know what I mean? All the Raiders propaganda was just it came back up in my bones. You know what I mean? The autumn wind is a Raider, mm-hmm. right? But I got to watch the Chiefs and I got to watch Tom Brady play football. It is was very hard to ro- watch and root for anything. And on top of that, the Super Bowl was kind of mid. It was. It wasn't really that fun to watch. Oh, it was trash to watch. I mean, and then, you can like, be the, hey, be honest. It was garbage to watch. Unless you it was were garbage, a, man. Yeah, it was garbage to watch. Yes. The refs were like trash. The the Chiefs' defense was trash. Like, how many times are you going to hold my G? You the think all of those? I mean, that's another story. You think? I felt no, like they they weren't all. They were not. That's why I said they the refs were, not. were trash. They were trash. Like but also, they man, didn't steal the, the game. But like, can we can we let them play? Like, I'm a hashtag right. let them play. The receivers were trash. They couldn't catch anything. The they Chiefs were receivers trash. were trash. They like, were trash. Mahomes is out here. He's like, he's like in the action movie when the dude is like diving when he's shooting the guns. He was throwing footballs like, whoosh. you right. know what I mean? He was, I, it was unbelievable. 
this dude, this dude threw a ball like laying on his belly, like suspended in midair, thirty yards dude on a dime. Face. Hit him in the face mask. <laughs> Hit him in the face mask, bro. Hey, Tom Brady was dope though. I'm not like Tom was. Tom did what you expect a goat to do. Like it didn't look like Patrick Mahomes with them crazy throws, but he was dope. He was. I mean, he's dope. also seventy two years old. Tom Brady is seventy two years old. So like, I get it if you can't be diving on the floor like that and you can't. Right. Throw the ball between your legs on a dime. Like, I, I, I get it if you're Tom Brady. I have a quick question for you before we get into shit. Uh, Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers when it's all said and done? Um, Patrick Mahomes, I think. Like, you're talking about for me right now, or you said when the career's over, all said and when done? When the career's over. We got, I just a quick, quick prediction. I'm going, I'm going Patrick Mahomes. I, I, don't, I mean, what's Aaron Rodgers got one Super Bowl, Pat's been yeah. to two. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to take Pat Mahomes at the end of the day. You? I'm going Pat Mahomes. I'm going Pat Mahomes as well. I'm going for the youngin right now, but just the throws that he makes, man. And it's the same feeling that I have when I saw when uh, Aaron Rodgers would have those crazy throws, but it's on a different level, bro. It's on a way different level, man. Have you ever seen Aaron Rodgers? And I'm with you because Aaron Rodgers is is electrifying with some of the stuff he can do. Have you ever seen him lay on his belly, suspended in the air? And rifle the ball 30 yards down the field on, and put it on someone's face mask. Like, that's it. No. And that was that was the best throw of the night was an incompletion. But also, did you see the other throw that he threw to Tyreek Hill in the first half where he's going across his body, bro? Oh, yeah. On the, uh, to, to the other, to his left side. Also hit him in the face mask. It, also hit him in the face mask. Yes. Incredible throws. Correct. Incredible throws. Okay. Um, this is not Let's a football podcast. Let's, Let's get, get to the, the shit, shits. man. Let's get Let's to the shit. It. So, um, you know, watching uh, basketball last week, and um, you know, obviously, COVID became a storyline in Brooklyn. Um, so, watch the game, and you know, you know, watching Twitter, you know, because that's what I do. I don't know you were on Twitter. I don't know what's going on with you on Twitter, but I was watching Twitter, right? And um, I see that Kevin Durant is not going to play. Due to safety, safety, uh, safety protocols, as I think that's what they call it. And um, then, because he was exposed to COVID, right? And then I see um, he's available to play, and he's on the bench, right? And then someone close to the team comes out as positive for COVID, right? Who's close to Kevin Durant? Um, and then they take Kevin Durant off the floor. And now he is not going to play for a week, right? But the team employee who tested positive for COVID is around the team all the time, right? And I also want to say that Kevin is, uh, has been testing negative and has, also has antibodies. You know, that was reported by ESPN's Malika Andrews. I've heard the same. Um, but... It just seems like a it seems like a very weird thing that went on in Brooklyn, right? Because you have a guy that has tested positive for COVID before, right? But has tested negative. He's around a team employee who was around the team all the time, around the team all the time. So I feel a little uneasy about a game being played that night, right? Should I be? Should I be? How should I feel about this? Did that league take the right approach? With taking with the way that they did this, um, n- no, I mean I don't know, but I think we're. And you also, need to, I said I don't know what the right approach is, but I don't think this necessarily was the right approach. 
Yeah, I, look, I'm I'm I don't work for the CDC. I'm not a doctor. Um, so all I can do is all I can do is say to you and any other fan out there, just it is what it is, man. The NBA has taken their stance. Like we're about this paper. We're going to get the paper. We've had this discussion on air. Like we are going to do the best that we can with the hand that we've been dealt. But at the end of the day, the, the bottom line is important to us. This is our business and, and the show will go on. And so you see, that's the approach they're taking. Um, you know, I think if Kevin Durant wasn't Kevin Durant and he was some ancillary piece on the end of the bench, he wouldn't have even been out there. If right. that makes sense to you, like they would have just told him, Hey man, you just need to chill. But again, this is about, you know, the bottom line and teams that you, you know, theoretically should have a chance to win a championship and Nash, was it, it was it a national TV game. All of that goes into, it factors into the equation, man. And, and again, the NBA has told you, and, and, you know, sometimes when people keep trying to tell you who they are, you got to listen, right? Yeah, they were you got to listen, dog. See, They're telling you, distinct, this is who we are. I think there's are. a distinct difference. They're showing who they are. They're not telling us who they are. They are definitely showing us. That's is that fair. fair? That is very okay. fair. Okay. I, I just, if you're Kevin in that situation, because he was pissed. You can see it on the, mm. you can see it on the, uh, on the sidelines. You could see it, um, you know, through reporting. He was pissed that this happened, that you just put him on the floor. I mean, we don't, we know that he's negative, but been exposed to COVID. Right. And then you put him on the floor for all these people. And then you're like, well, now you got to leave. And then it just seems like there isn't anything that is fluid going on right now. I don't, I don't know what, what is, what the process is right now. I just, I, I feel like the NBA for the first time, their rollout of things is just not working right. And I guess that's just what that's just something that has to do with the virus, but it's just not, it's, I don't know. Has the confidence all eroded everything that we've given them during the bubble? Has that eroded in your eyes? In terms of, uh, what, just, what do you, um, goodwill, you know, goodwill. They, they had so much goodwill going into the bubble. And then now it's just like NBA, bro. What's going on? It hasn't, ero- it hasn't eroded for me. Um, I, I'm sure there's, there are people out there who, who, who might say, that it's eroded. It hasn't eroded. I mean, I, I think I, you know, I understand in our house this weekend, my son woke up Saturday morning, my oldest son, sore throat, congested nose. Well, he's got COVID right in our mind. So we're like, Oh, smack immediate run out like a PCR test and a, a rapid test, right? Then right back into the room, straight quarantine him and his younger brother who were always together in their separate rooms, straight quarantine mode, everyone in them. So the the rapid test was negative. It didn't matter. Like you're staying in your room. We don't know. They, they come up false all the time. You can't be around your, your younger brother and sister. Um, the PCR test came back like this morning early, negative for both of them. My wife's still going in the room with a mask on because he's still got a sore throat. <laughs> like we don't know. You know what I mean? There's so much uncertainty and and that's, I give the NBA the benefit of the doubt that this is, these are just uncharted waters, uncharted waters. Like no one really knows, you know, the, what the right answer is to that when you're trying to run a business and your business yeah. is putting talent on the floor and providing an entertainment, um, providing entertainment for people, um, you know, whether it be in person or on TV, like you, there are things that have to be fluid. So they didn't ruin anything for me, but I, I'm Logan. We, we talked about this and I want the, if you were going to be outside of the bubble, there was no way you were going to be able to, 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 
to have the control that you had. And I, I you know, I just still think that, and no, I'm, I'm not a player anymore, so I hate to speak for them, but you could have done multiple little bubbles, man. Like it could have been a whole new yeah. NBA look if you really, if that was paramount, safety and 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 health was paramount. I think that, and I want to give credit to Sasha for bringing this up. There's also loopholes in this system, right? There's also, it's not a black and white system. And I think that that's what sometimes frustrates me, right? Is it's just not a black and white system. It's just not a cut and dry system. And that's something that they presented to us in the beginning of the season of like, you know, if you have COVID, this is what happens. If you're exposed to COVID, this is what happens. Or if someone on your campus exposed to COVID, this is what happens, right? And it doesn't seem like a black and white system. Um, and I, but I think the thing I'm most annoyed with is not even just this thing that happened with Kevin, and we're going to get to this more in depth in a second, but that fans are so close to these players, right? And I'm not even mad at like fans. If you put them way up in the upper bowl, that's cool. But like you're putting them at risk in general. You're putting the bag at risk and the product at risk maybe every other night, right? Depending on these markets. And I think that's the bigger issue as what you're you're seeing is like, you know, LeBron has to yell at a fan courtside, right? Who is not she is not she wearing has her mask. her mask down while yelling. Which is a pet peeve of mine, honestly, when I just see people in traffic with their mask on on their neck and they're not it's just like an accessory. <laughs> it's not even something to, to use. Like, yo, what are you doing right now? Please put your mask up. Anyway, besides the point. But when you see that, right, you can't be you can't be surprised that people are turning up with COVID. Like you're not, you're not mitigating all of the risk NBA, right? If, if, if the sole purpose is protecting the asset, I don't believe that you're doing that. Is that fair? Can I be, can I be more annoyed about that than the Kevin thing? I, I think it's, I think it's very fair um, because you are putting people in more jeopardy than they otherwise would be by allowing mm-hmm. fans into the arena and sitting that close to them. I think that's a fact. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, you know, the more people you bring in that building, the closer uh, they are to the players. Um, I think all of that speaks for itself. So you can be annoyed with it, Logan. I will, I will just say again, having been yeah. part of the machine um, and just, you know, knowing that the league overall is about making money. That's how we all eat and that's how they all eat. And so, if you can't fulfill your obligations as a league, you know, no one eats. And so they have, they have to do this. This has to be a moving target. There have to be, you know, policies that are put in place. And then if, you know, if they have to be augmented or changed, or maybe we skirt it once, I mean, that's going to happen because the show must go on. That's true. And especially, and I think it goes back to your point also of just certain players just get certain privileges, right? Cause they're good. Like Kevin is a, face of this league you have to want to put him on the floor whenever um but i, I do you do want to have your best players on the floor when they need to be on the floor and that's just that's no matter what if they're healthy you want them on the floor in under normal circumstances and pandemic no yeah look i don't i don't know that they afforded kd any special treatment other than we're going to do everything we can to see if you can play in this game while if it were Number fifteen, and you have a close interaction. We might just say, "Hey, man, keep you like let's." Hey, man, we want, we want to keep you safe, dude. We want to yeah, keep you we safe, keep man. Just keep you, you away. <laughs> but stay away from the yeah, because 
I'm one of those dudes that said, like, if you had been leading up to this Super Bowl week and either Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes had a COVID situation, I'm a believer that you rescheduled the whole thing. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, so, so to your question about whether you want talent to be on the court, yeah, I want talent to be on the court. I want to see it. Now, those games, you know, to some degree are, are meaningless. Like, you know, one out of whatever it, the schedule is this year, 72. But, yeah. but big games, yeah, man, that's what you want to do. That's your product. That's what you're selling. Yeah. No, that, that, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. And I think that's also a, a product that you're selling is a good turning point to this all-star game that's about to happen, which is wild to me, which is like when I just told you about the NBA showing you who they are instead of telling you, this is them showing us as a consumer, as a journalist, whoever consumes this game, that they about this bread, bro. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. So they're going to have an all-star game. Uh, I think that's a, that's a talk. I think that's that's official. Um, they're going to have an all-star game uh, March 7th in Atlanta, Georgia, who is, as we both know, Raja, has just been a, an example of, of all COVID <laughs> protocol being followed, right? Uh, but they're having this done in Atlanta, and they're they're saying that, you know, because it's close to Turner, who puts on the all-star game every year, um, you know, it'll, it'll, you know, it'll make sure that travel isn't hard on the TV broadcasters and things like that. Right. They're going to have all these things in one place. So you're, no, wait, you no, just players, said this is, this is going to be broadcast friendly. It's going to be TV personnel friendly. Right. Yeah. All so right. you're going to a place that's been wide open this whole damn near this whole pandemic. And you're going to have pl- the. NBA family there, you're going to expect them to quarantine in Atlanta, Georgia. Right. And <laughs> it's supposed to just all go right. And we're supposed to all just believe that this is just going to go right. Well, I don't have any confidence in this. And also, by the way, Raja, no player wants to do this. Yeah. <laughs> no player wants to go to this. You got Kawhi speak. You got Kawhi speaking out on this, right? Right. You got LeBron speaking out on this. You have other players speaking out on this. No one wants this, Roger. What the hell is going on? Yeah, it's the league telling you it's your job. This is your job. Don't get this twisted. You, yeah, you have a lot of power. You have a lot of leverage. You guys are global icons. This is your job. You're going to show up and you're going to play in this all-star game because we have obligations to fill and you're going to be there and do your job. And so... I, because Turner Sports said, "Hey, man, ESPN yeah. gets the gets the uh, NBA Finals. We need our big money maker too." That's correct. We need it, and you're going to fulfill that obligation. Now, in fairness, I haven't seen the travel guidelines or anything like that for the event. Like, if you were saying to me, Logan, that um, 
an all-star from whatever team is going to come with, you know, let's say a, a, a representative of your, of your PR staff. Um, and I don't know, maybe one other person, you're going to put them on a private jet, right? We're going to, we're, everybody's going to PJ out there with your, and, and we're going to, you know, if you're going to make sure that everything is checked and then you're not opening it to fans, right? So this is a really contained, like two people per player type of situation. One being someone from the, from the team that has to be there to help them through the, you know, whatever the, the, the virtual media stuff is going to be the gauntlet that that, that is in and of itself around all-star game. All right. Like, Hey, Hey man, maybe, but I don't, I don't, you know, so I don't know what that looks like, but if you're going to open it to fans, which I've heard they, they are going to, because Atlanta is one of the places where fans can be. That's where the young lady, that's where LeBron got into it the other night. Right. That is where LeBron got into it with a yeah, courtside that, fan. That, right. Well then you can't, I mean, Hey man, what are we doing again? I know what we're doing. Um, but to the point you made a few pods ago, just, just say what it is. And like NBA, let's not, let's not do this dance. Just say, Hey man, we have to make this work. You know, we're, we're money, money, money is a thing. Um, fulfilling these obligations is a thing for us to continue to make money. And, you know, without, without the money, the league doesn't go on. You guys don't have the entertainment. We don't, <laughs> we're not all millionaires and billionaires. <laughs> we we got to do it and we're going to do it. I just, I just, I just don't. Exactly. I think that's what I'm just annoyed with. Just be honest with me. Just do this. But it's just, and also just don't tell me you care about the players, bro. Just don't care. Tell me you care. Just don't lie to me and tell me that. And then also be like, oh, you know, maybe we could do a charitable thing to black colleges. Like, you don't but need an all-star game to do that, bro. They can care about the players. They can care about the players, Logan, how, and still how, care Raja? about their money. Raja, how? Tell me I, how. They care about both. Tell me how. Tell me how they care about their players. They care, they care about both. How? Tell me how. You're not telling me how, man. I'm just saying, man. Like, how can they how are they doing that? Fair. LeBron I mean, fair. James you're, is you're, the base of the league. And they just <laughs> they just this had is fair. A woman. This is fair. This is fair. This is fair. You're, right. you're correct. You are correct. You and, are correct. Okay. Listen. If all right, I just gotta go my spiel. If they if they cared about the players and also the the uh MB. The Players Association also agreed to this as well. So, but this is about the Players Association agree with this. I still don't believe players want to do this. You had Giannis, you had LeBron, you had Bradley Beal. You have all these people that have said just like, no, we don't want to do this. Right. But the fact that you have people courtside yelling at players, you have fans in the in the arena in general does not tell me that you care about the well-being of these players. You care about the well-being of your bread. They get into the baggage claim. That's all this is. It's the same thing as over the summer when people were like, I don't know if we're going to play for the rest of the season. I don't know what's going to happen. Then the TV money and the TV partners were like, hey, man, y'all going to get on this court. And guess what happened? Get on the court. But that, so, okay, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you that, right? Like maybe they don't care about their players. But players care about their money. And so if you, if you asked the powers that be in the NBA, the guys that are going to be in the All-Star game, whether they would forego uh, 30%, 40% of, of their contract, I don't know what the ramifications of not playing the All-Star game is or are. I don't, I, you know what I mean? I'm not behind scenes. I don't yeah. know what per- percentage of your contract that, that you've you know not fulfilled and and what the stipulations say you have to then give back. So but let's say it's 35 to 40% of the of the revenue 
from Turner, right? And you have to give that up if you're not going to provide them an all-star event. Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't think them cats are going to go out there and play the all-star game? They're going to be jogging. They're going to be giving lackadaisical <laughs> effort. Lackadaisical <laughs> yeah. effort. They, they might do all of that, but guess where they'll be? In Atlanta, Georgia. In Atlanta, Georgia, playing basketball. Because that's the way it goes. With fans man. courtside, probably. <laughs> With fans courtside. Hey, that's the way it works. I have a question for you. Now, you brought up a great point when uh, we were talking about uh, James, the James Harden scenario and what that has to do for a you know lockout ramifications and things like that and what that's going to do when you know ownership is pissed about this. What does this do from the player's side when you know they're always put, being put at risk to you know line everyone else's pockets but it doesn't seem like the the their safety and their well-being is being at the forefront do you think that that has any ramifications at the next collective bargaining ag- agreement uh, i'm sure that guys feel some kind of way um about the lack of voice that they may have as it pertains to the health and safety protocols um and and to use your term, being put in harm's way. I'm sure they feel some kind of way about that. And so maybe there is an effort to get with the MBPA and Michelle Roberts and f- try to figure out what they could do. Uh, I, I, if you're not in this particular scenario with COVID uh, being the issue, I don't know how often that's a, a, an issue during a regular NBA season, right? Like there are not, they're not many instances where that's really a source of, of contention between ownership and players because you, you just don't run across it that often. Um, I thought the NBA did a good job of, of, you know, I think it was an incident in Utah maybe where where fan got into it. Was it with Russ Westbrook? Um, of starting oh, with couple- Jet. Yeah, a couple years ago. This is player safety in, in the player safety bag. I'm just speaking generally of saying, hey, we're going to get individuals like that out of the arenas. Like we're not going to leave the players subject to somebody just spewing, you know vitriol and, and language and stuff like that at them. We'll get them up out of there. That that goes to like player safety too. But in, in, in terms of the medical stuff, Logan, I don't know how often it's an issue if you're not in this COVID uh, situation. And I really don't know how much they would be able to do about it. How would you feel about it? Uh, if you're playing as a player right now, I'm going to give you two scenarios. One scenario, you are secured and you got, you, you get into the baggage claim. You got your first like big deal and you're on your big deal. Versus you are a vet minimum guy, you are, you know, you're you're playing to stay in the league. What are your approaches to how you feel about playing in this kind of environment? It's a great question. And they would be probably very, very different. Um, now, if I was a vet who had made most of my money, now if, if I was at the beginning of that bag deal or in like the second year of that bag deal, Logan, that changes. If I'm towards the end of that bag deal, um, if I'm on a championship like contending team, because those windows are very small. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I was saying last year with the Lakers, like, you, you want to get those games in because you, you know, you don't know how long that window's open. So, you know, I, I would financially probably be like, we don't need to do this. But if I'm on a team that could win a championship and I'm financially, you know, set up already, um, I I, I might want to go out and try to win that that ring. Um if I'm a young player and I haven't got anything going on, I'm. It's a no-brainer. I'm not thinking twice about this. This is, you know, this is not any. I want to be careful how I say this because I know everything gets blown out of proportion. I, I realize that equating an NBA player to any other like regular job in the workforce, 
it's not yeah, the same financially. I'm going to, but what I'm going to say is it's not unlike the mindset is not unlike this is their job. This is how they feed their family. This is how they eat. So you, but no, this is what you've chosen to do as a career. So you've got to get out there and do it. Like now they, they might have the, here's the deal. I didn't have the cash. I know what people are going to say. Oh, you got the cash. You make so much money. Like you can, you can sit there and not, you know, work for a while. But when I was coming through the CBA, I didn't have a bank account. You have a bank account? Not re- I mean, it had a few hundred dollars in it when I was in the CBA. Oh, we were I, only no, making- I, you, I was like, you didn't have a bank account in general. I thought you said. Yeah, but, but nothing that was going to let me sit back for eight, nine months and not, and not work. Right. So right. I was going to have to go out there and play basketball to, to try to make some bread so I could live and pay my rent. Mm-hmm. I, you, you brought up a topic that I was really, that we just came about, is fans not liking players' complaints about work because they make a lot of money in their eyes, right? Did that annoy you on your end because people pocket watching and just saying, yo, man, Roger, why are you talking mess? Because he got bread. He's set for life. Meanwhile, I'm working at such and such. You know, why, why he got to complain? I mean, what do you, how do you feel when you have to, to hear that when, I don't know if you've heard that, but if you do that, how do you feel about that uh, you know, what people say about you in that, in that way. Yeah, that's, uh, look, I understand. I mean, I, I get it, man. I didn't, I didn't come from money. Um, my, nobody in my family really has any real money or came from it. And so I get seeing someone make money for, for playing a game and being like, damn, that, that'd be dope. I understand that. I was fortunate enough to be able to do it. Right. And, the perspective on it is like, look, man, I work really, really hard at this. You know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't, I'm not, this isn't lucky. Like, you know what I mean? Like they didn't put all of our names in a hat and draw straws for who gets to do this. Like people, you know, pour their entire soul for their entire life into it. And, and really in a lot of instances, you know, put eggs in one basket, which isn't prudent, but right. you're, you're really that dedicated to trying to get it done and and so, you know, just because they're able to do that and make that much money doing it doesn't mean they work any less hard than you do. Do you understand what I'm saying? It doesn't mean I work harder than you do, but it doesn't mean I work any less less than you do. And I so it was I always kind of looked at it and understood it, but at the same time would tell someone, hey man, like I work really, really hard at this, man. Like I, you know, I've dedicated a lifetime to this. This is this is what I do. And if you ask my back and my knees and stuff like that right now, like I paid a price for that. You you do play you do pay the price you do but you know what I always this is when I had the beef and I, I don't know if I've told this story to you before it's when I signed with Utah and I was walking around like a, a water park and you know a guy I'm I'm in West Palm Beach and a guy wants to know he's following me around the water park like giving me shit for not signing with the Miami Heat and the Miami Heat at the time you know we're gonna win a championship they didn't win it that first year so I wasn't guaranteed it in hindsight but. He couldn't understand, and he was giving me all hell of shit for for not signing the minimum deal to play with the Heat. It's about championships. Like you got to want to win a championship. How? What's just now, just like I gave you shit for not um, signing with the Lakers. Right. Right. Exactly. And and but 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 dude took it to the, the next step. He was gonna follow me around this water park and give me the business for not signing with the Heat. And you know, I, look, man, for me, three years, ten million dollars was a lot of money. A lot of money. And so. I could not turn that down from Utah. There was no way I was going to play on a one-year minimum deal at that point when I could still 
command that kind of money from another team. And so I said to him, I said, my man, I was like, dude, you feed your family like me. I was like, you know, what, you work in a warehouse, man. And, and let's say one warehouse is, is offering to pay you like three times, you know, the amount of another warehouse for, for three years. And the other warehouse can pay you 33% for one year, but you know, they're going to be labeled the best warehouse, you know, in the world that one year. Like, what are you going to do? And he sat there and looked at me like, I'm going to go to the warehouse. It's the best warehouse in the world for one year. And I was like, you're cap. a damn lie. You're a That's liar. Cap. Yeah, get away from me, man. Like, cut that shit out. That's cap. Also, when someone says, hey, man, I got this work transfer from, and I work at OKC, and I got this work transfer to go to California, you know, what you going to do? What you going to do, Raja? Oh, yeah. But, yeah, Cali it is, baby. I'm going, going <laughs> back, back to Cali, Cali. People really yeah. acting like, you know, I feel like they act like you're not human beings sometimes. Like, they want to push their will onto you in a lot of ways as fans. Is that fair? I always sometimes. found it. I always found it. And you you tell me from your perspective, because you, you actually, you know, could create narrative with the job that you did, right? So I'm going to answer yours, but you answer mine first. Um, Got you. Did you all any did you ever find it strange that a fan's perspective would would align more with ownerships than it would with labors? And especially yes. given the fact that you're closer to the labor's financial situation, as crazy as that sounds, than you are to ownerships. Yes. But it's it's yes. I'm always fascinated by that. Because you can't you know what it is? I mean, it's rooted in a lot of stuff. It Racism is. is one of them. Like, let's keep it a buck. Um, but it's also rooted in they don't see those guys. They don't see the ownership. For, by and large, ownership is just out of the picture. It's an idea. Yeah. Right. You know, except like Mark Cuban and, you know, in the Bay, like Joe Laker. But for the most part, like most what is it, CEOs, right? I don't know. I don't know the term right now, but most C, people who, who own the team. Right, for lack of a better word, you don't really see them like that. You don't, you don't see them around. They don't have a voice. They don't have a face. And then all you see is these, these, these millionaires talking about they need more millions, right? Right. But that's I think I think it's also kind of whack. I just think it's also kind of whack to to see that and to see like people even who work in unions talking about, man, I'm on the owner side, <laughs> right? People who work in like people who work at the at the warehouse union, like man, the players union, they they're too greedy. (laughs) 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 I think that's the funniest part, man. Like the people who are who are pro union, like man, the union is tripping right now. I I just yeah, well, hey, you you answered the same way I would. I was just always, it just always. Was I mean, what was my, my too, question right? to you though? Did you answer my? You didn't answer my question though. It, it, what what do you ask? You asked whether or not they saw us like people, or was that? I'm, do you feel I mean, like they see you as? I don't think they see see you guys sometimes as as human beings. Sometimes. Well, you know what? It's interesting because I had a conversation with with um, David Griffin, um, Kobe Altman, and Trent Redden one time, um, and all these are really good dudes, great general managers, right? Um, but none of them played in the NBA and there's nothing wrong with that. Like they're all my like good friends of mine, but we were trading Dion waiters. Um, and you know, the deal didn't go down in time for us to trade Dion prior to the start of a game in Philly. And 
I was thinking about Dion as the human being. Like, look, man, he's at home. He's probably got, you know, 50 people in the building and they all want to see him play. And he's, you know, he's, he's been a little salty as of late, but he's really happy to be home. So if let's just trade him before he, you know, gets in the middle of the game and it turns into like a spectacle, let's do it early enough where he could tell people not to come to the game. Now, things don't always work out the way you want them to work out. This one was out of their hands. The deal came down late, but I had to sit in the back, pull Dion as his name was getting announced off the court. Um, after the anthem, they announced Dion waiters and I'm literally pulling him off the court. He can't play. That was what it was. But then I had to sit him in the back per NBA policy. The deal wasn't consummated or whatever. And he couldn't know where he was being traded to for like an hour and a half, Logan. And I had to sit there with this man looking at me in the face, like, yo, what is going on? And I can't tell him anything. So the news is the news out there though. No, like the news, the news is not out. This is just, I am in the front office, so I know what's going on, but the news isn't out. Dion has just been pulled off. He's not playing tonight. He's a DNP. And so I finally told Dion, like, look, this is going to be a good situation for you. Like, I don't, I, I can't tell you, but I don't want you to think that you're going to be, you're getting shipped off to like, you know, anywhere, you know, that, that wouldn't be a good situation for you. You got to trust me. He was salty, probably didn't trust me. And that's fine. The point was, I had to go back and tell Kobe, um, Griff and Trent, my side of it, which was like, you're not, you're treating, you treat these dudes like they're commodities, man. Like these are just pieces on a monopoly board to be shuffled around. These are human beings, man. Like this cat has, has other human beings at the game. Like, and, and so who don't also don't know what's going on right who now. Don't they, know they, what's going they don't on. know if, the, if their homie is injured. They don't know what is going on right now. Such they a can't crazy text thing. him. So to your question about fans asking, I mean, fans treating sometimes athletes in general like human beings, I, a lot of times front offices don't. They just, they don't take that into account. Now, I'm not saying at the end of the day, that's their job because their job is to produce for the owner. But there are no, a lot of instances, they, they don't see players as human beings. They, like, they, they see them as assets and they would call them assets. Like this is an asset. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like literally. That feels out of pocket when people call a- assets and they say assets in the marketplace and things. That just feels Crazy. like dog. What are we Bro, doing? You saw, you saw the new GM, and I don't mean to turn us into football, but you seen that man go up to the press conference a couple of weeks ago talking about Deshaun Watson and and call him the player. Yeah, like that's that. <laughs> what? What do you? What do you mean, sir? My name is Deshaun Watson. You know that. You know that because you see it uh, on that sign on 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 that billboard on. On this, I built this stadium. You know what I mean? You see, this is your franchise, bro. Nah, the player. And so, no, Logan, a lot of instances, they don't. Now, good fans do see you as human beings. Like, the ones that you make, I made connections to a lot of great fans in my day. Like, was fortunate enough to have, like, sections called, like, the bell tower and stuff like that, where I'd wave and they'd ring bells and, you know, I'd do stuff for them. They'd send my kids books and different cool stuff. Those are, those are people that are invested in you as a human, not, not. Not the name on the front of your jersey, the name on the back of the jersey. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What is the difference between uh? And we'll get out of here before this. What's the difference between a a a, a small town fan versus a like a big city fan for you? Right? Because have you have you been? I know you played for Philly, but that seems like a small town fan vibe too, as well, right? Even though it's a big city. But what is what do you think the difference is between the two? Yeah, I think small town fans are more passionate about their their team. Um. You know, I, 
Philly is different than Salt Lake because Salt Lake at the time when I was there, the first time, the only other professional thing they had going on was the Salt Lake City Bees, which was a minor league baseball team. So, Shout out to the Salt Lake City Bees. I have a t-shirt. Facts. I got a hat. Um, but so everything that that community had in terms of like pro sports emotion was invested in the jazz. You know, you had the Utes and you had BYU, but everything everything was jazz on a pro sports level. So, you know, it's all heightened, right? And then, you know, Philly has all its pro outlets, a bunch of college teams, but, you know, it's just a city that embraces sport and a, and a, and an identity, right? Like a toughness, a grit, an appreciation. Like you ain't, you ain't got to score 40 a game for them. Like it's great if you do, but if you, if you come out there and embody the things that they embody they get down with you man and like Mm -hmm. i I love philly for that reason i never played in a massive market like new york and stuff like in la um but it seems more of like a you could have (laughs) (laughs) it seems it seems it seems like there's way more stuff going on right now even Mm -hmm. here in the like in the heat market i know they're diehard heat fans they're great fans but there's so many things to do here in Miami. You know, there's so many different. That's why they you know, always outlets. late. That's why they always late to the games. Where you're out. I mean, hey, like, why wouldn't I be over there on the beach until 730 when it's a 730 tip? Like, I'll roll in, right. in in the second quarter. But that's the difference. I mean, the passion, I think, and and not for everyone, but for, you know, you can you can you can feel that because there's some great fans in, in in major markets like New York and L.A. and Miami. I don't mean to make it like there there aren't, but. You could feel it when you play for the Jazz. You could you could feel it, you know? Right. Word. All right, let's take a quick break and um want to talk about something that's uh, you know, near and dear to where I live. So, ha. Ah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well. Ha. <laughs> ha. <laughs> 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 this episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerMBA. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerMBA right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity. The unplanned, the unexpected. An inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue. A surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland. Watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being. Present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. What's poppin', man? We're back. I'm here to talk about one man who's, I don't know if you know, this is really popping in the bay. Can you guess who this person is, Raja? Mac Dre. <laughs> one more guess. Two, Two more short. guesses. <laughs> All right. One last guess. Steph Curry, man. The man is on fire. Bro, Saturday. Did you see the game? I did see the game. I did. 57 points, bro. 57 points, bro. They lost the game to Luka, who had 42, but it came down to the wire. Like, Steph balled out. Draymond also balled out as well, had 15 assists. Draymond played well. But, he did play well. But I feel like 
we haven't put a lot of respect on Steph's name over the last year or so. You and I have. Me and me and you have. But there were people that say, and I love this guy. They were saying that Dame was a better player than Steph, and I don't know if that was ever the case. Mm-hmm. You are you? Yeah. See, no, all right, I'm, you are. I, I'm not. I'm. I may. I don't know. I don't remember. But there was a time when Steph was out of sight. That's all it was. Doing Steph was out things. Of, yeah. Steph was out of sight. Steph was right. out of sight. I think that was the only thing. Right. I feel like the Steph still, even after this, he has a 57-point game, has a 62-point game on his resume. The Warriors are in the eighth seed, which I didn't believe that they were going to be able to do this season without Clay. Is Steph, are we giving him enough respect right now? No. No, he's not getting the national respect that he deserves right now. He's, he's a problem. He's, he, you know what this makes me, this is, to some degree, and I know Steph wouldn't trade the years that he had KD there and they won championships, but because that's ultimately what it's all about. But let's say he didn't ever have to defer to anyone. What would that have looked like? You know what I mean? Like, I would like to know because what he does, and I'm going to keep it a buck, he would be, I would be so livid guarding him because I, al- I always felt. Yeah. I didn't mind if you were like 6'6", 225 giving me buckets. But He's 6'3". If, if you were a little dude, man, like the first time I played Steve Nash, I was with, I was with, um, I was with Philly and we went to Dallas. And they asked me, I was like, I am going to lock his ass up. And he lit me up and I was so angry. Steph what did you do to, really, what did, what did really Steve angry. Do, what did Steve do to lit, lit, lit you, lit, light you up? Light your oh, ass up? What did he nothing. do? Nothing. Just, just, just chopped me to pieces. Like pick and rolled me to death. Um, you know, a little quicker than I thought he was. A little stronger than I thought he was. You know, just they, you're judging a book by its cover and don't get that twisted. Like Steph is the same way. Faster than you think. Like, Except Steph is going to shoot it like some stupid shit and it's going to go in. He is, but but his, you know why he's able to like, sh- like get everybody off balance to where he can create that space all the time. It's because he's a damn good driver and finisher, mm-hmm. and so when he presents that little wiggle, like there's part of you that's like, oh, he can get by me. You know, if there was never a threat of him getting by, you could kind of stay up. But he's always, I mean, he's really, really good to the point I was making, just better than you think he is at at driving and finishing around a bucket. He's a problem. I'd hate to play against him. Are we saying are you saying that if Steph didn't have Kevin cuz I I think this. I think he already had the greatest statistical season efficiency in terms of efficiency of all time. Right? Right. Bef- the year before Kevin got there. But I think if Kevin doesn't come, there's a season where he averages like 35 a game. Absolutely. At the at the peak of his powers, because he was at the peak, and then you bring another guy at his peak, and he defers to that guy. But I think if you if if that doesn't happen, I don't know if they win as many championships. Maybe they get one more. I don't know. But Steph is on another level in terms of of scoring. I I tend to agree. I don't know what number he averages, but let's just let's just say thirty five a game. Right? There was a moment in time where Steph Curry was, you know, LeBron never seeded the face of the league, um, you know, title. Like, he never gave that up. But there was a point in time where, and Steph was trending. Do you know? Like, Steph was, Steph, Steph was got, trending. Steph got, Steph got everybody in the Bay wearing Under Armors, bro. 
Yeah, that we're okay. There you go. So that's a that's something in itself. Let, let's say he doesn't team with KD and he has these statistical numbers uh, and statistical years that you speak of. Um, do like, are we talking about? I mean, Luca's phenomenal, and so is so is Giannis. Um, they do crazy things, but like Steph would still be on that Mount Rushmore of like the league, and I feel like. You and I may want to put him there, but nationally, he doesn't get that now. Do you know what I'm saying? Like nationally, it's kind I of... I think people forget how he galvanizes the whole NBA when he's balling out of control. It's the Steph effect. When he balls out, people want to watch. His 40, or even his 35 hit different than a lot of dudes in the league, right? Like, if he's going off, you better get to the television. And I, I feel like I saw... I forgot who tweeted this out. I want to get there the credit for that. But anyway, somebody tweeted out, it's like, I think it was Zietz from uh, SB Nation. But he was saying, every time you watch Steph play, it feels like the first time you watch Steph play when he's on. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Right? It's an interesting take on that. Yes, because it is. You ha- you are, you're glued to whatever your, whatever device you're watching that on. It's crazy. And I, and I've, I've seen it live, man. Like this just a, a tie just turns when he's just going off, right? The fans are a little bit louder. The energy is a little bit more lit in the arena. You know, it's just different. Now, my question again is though, how much does he have to do for this team? Not even to be a contender, but to at least be a factor because he scored that 57 points and they lost. Yeah. They're not a factor. They're not a factor. There's nothing he can. He could do everything that he could do, um, and they're not going to be a factor. They're not going to. They're not beating the Lakers in a series. I. I don't think they're beating the Clippers in a series. I mean, they could. You know, the problem for them is going to be hovering around eight or seven, and you're going to have to draw one of those two. You know, if you got in at three, well, that's who's that? The like two, th- one, two, and three is probably Lakers, Clippers, and Jazz this year, probably. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah, right. I don't think they'd beat the Jazz either. But so if you were in four or five, I could see him maybe getting out. But you're hovering around eight, seven. Like I don't think you're getting out. So for that reason, Steph's having a phenomenal year, but I don't think they're they're going to be a threat. I think I think that they are just so henpecked by this by their salary situation. Man, you guys got you got like three max guys. Damn near. You have Andrew Wiggins, who was you know not a max dude. Mm-hmm. You got. You got Steph, who absolutely is a max dude. You got Clay, who was a max dude for that team. But you can't really do anything because, excuse me, you can't really trade off that Andrew Wiggins contract. Nobody really wants it. Andrew's having a great season, but nobody really wants that contract. People don't really want that Draymond contract either. You're going to have to package a lot of your assets to get a guy, but... I don't know if that takes them over the top. Like, say if they trade for Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. Does that really do anything? Mm-mm. I don't think so. Mm-mm. Right? I only think short of trading for, like, Giannis or, like, LeBron James or, I don't know, hmm, Kevin Durant. I don't, I don't see them... I don't see them getting back to contender status or a championship status with their cap, with their cap situation right now. Um... I don't even I don't I don't know what their books look like. I don't I don't know what that I I think their window, they've reset that. So what you have to do is when Clay gets back, see what that looks like. Um with the pieces you have, see what 
him and Steph and Draymond look like together. And, and then, then you can reassess Logan. Cause I don't know where you, I mean, if you're, if clay coming back puts you at four in the West, maybe, right? Like if, if that puts you back at four in the West, you're not that far, you're not that far away. You're not as far away as we're making it sound like you are right now. It's just yeah. clay. Clay doesn't, I mean, Steph just doesn't have the, the all around help. I mean, again, Wiggins is having a great year. Draymond played great, but that you have to have someone else there. So I don't know that there's a move to be made for them right now. Like, just go ahead to this kind of house money this year. You're playing with Steph, no clay. Um, let's see what that looks like next year and then reassess. But it take the bigger point for me is, and I, people, I know people hit me with the old curmudgeon and I don't mean to be like that. I'm not trying to sound like the old dude. I have no beef with, with the money that players are paid today versus what we were paid. That's not an issue for me. I understand. Cause I was making a lot more than people played your like a decade before me. What I have a problem with is people being paid, you know, in slots and categories, which I don't think they are. And a lot of times teams get like kind of leveraged well, that has a lot into to do with the salary do- cap. That has a lot to do with just having a salary cap. Yeah. But I mean, look, man, I, I'm just, maybe that's why I could never do that job. If I don't, if yeah. I don't, maybe it's why I could never do that job. Like I'm not paying. I'm not. If, look, if you, if you're not a max guy and I don't think you're a max guy. And Logan's gonna pay you max money. Then go ahead, well, Logan. Logan. Logan, go ahead, bro. Logan paid a man max money. I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? And there, there are a lot of guys that operate like that in the NBA. And maybe they're smarter than me. That's fine. But I'm not paying over and over. I just over think that's again. a little out of pocket that you're saying that I'm the one that's gonna give out the bad deals. But okay, we move. I just said you might be smarter than me, though. I don't know, man. There's a lot of dudes that are clearly not max guys getting max deals, bro. A lot of dudes that put you in some messed up spots. Like right now, and also here's another thing to consider. And I don't know, like, I don't, I don't believe that anything is gonna go bad, but or that he's gonna leave. But Steph is in the last year of his deal next season. That's the last year of his current deal. Now, if he ever wanted to flex his muscles, he hasn't signed no extension or nothing. If he ever wanted to flex his muscles, like, hey, y'all need to get something right. Because listen, I got I'm 32 now. I don't know how many years I got left. Probably about five or six at least, right? But I don't know how many years I got left. I want to win another title. I want to show I can win a title without Kevin. I don't know if that's going through his mind, but at least, at the very least, I want to win another title. That's something to consider. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Like the, the front office there, which was just praised out of this world for what they did, they drafted a bunch of those guys and had them on pretty – team-friendly deals, right? And they well, were Steph, able to... Steph being on four for 44 was a game-changer. Right. It was a game. And so, I mean, you got to get credit for that. Um, but he was injured a lot, and that's why you got him at four for 44, right? Like, he was injured mm-hmm. early in his career. So you were able to get the, get a deal, so to speak, on that as the club. But what do you, what do you, what do, you do now? Like, if, if you're the club, right? There's the, the, the jury is out on whether you can navigate these waters. You're in sticky situations in terms of your cap space and all of that. And can you build around him, right? Because you got all the credit when it was all going well. And I asked you this question kind of before about, about their front office. Everything's straight when we're winning. What happens now? Now our backs up are, against, are up against the wall. and We got a little sticky situation. We got to cre- get creative to get out of it. If Steph holds our feet to the fire, what are we going to do? That's I'm interested yeah. to see. I, I mean, part of me wants Steph to flex his muscles. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see him be like, yo. Because, you know, there have been... Some like, and this has been reported, but there have been like some instances where like, you know, Steph's been pissed. 
You know what I mean? Right. There's been some instances where he's been like, but he hasn't done it enough to flex it like, yo, I'm Steph Curry. Y'all got me messed up. And I'm going to need y'all to. I feel like that's so to- off-brand for him, though. That's true. I mean, I would love to see it because I'm that. Like I told you, I like a little, what I say to start spice. the pod. I like, yeah, I, I like a little confrontation in my There's shit. There's been but, some instances where he's been pissed, right, about certain things, right? But he's just never voiced it on the level to where he's like, like I know he was pissed about um, just the rollout of um, of when he came back, when he was mm-hmm. coming back um, from injury last season. He was just pissed about how that went about. You know, he set a date and he didn't get that date that he was coming back. And he was really upset about that. Okay. I know that. But he just not, again, not on a level to where it would cause any like national friction of why, oh, is Steph going to leave? But there have been some things. And I think that's something to monitor, especially with him going into his last season. Now, uh, last season on his contract. Now, Steph's, the, Steph's great. Steph is that. Does he win another title before it's all said and done? In, in Golden State? Are you being messy right now, Russia? <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> are you being? Are you being? Are you being a little messy right now? I mean, you tell me. Um, not in Golden State. But do you? So you think he might go? You you say he might if he wants to win a title, he has to get out of, out of Golden State. You said that. You said that. I just. You what asked did you me just if he say? Gonna, I said what not in you? Golden State. You said is he going right, to win so, another title? I said not in Golden State. So if he were to win another title, it would he would have to move on. Is what you're saying? Yeah, I didn't say he was going to win no title. I just said you you asked me he's going to win. No I title. said That's if he's, but you okay, okay, okay. Uh, see, this is the thing. This is what I don't like about <laughs> about you, you motherfuckers on that side. Sometimes <laughs> you players will be like, I'll be asking you guys a direct question, and you guys will be like, but I didn't say that. But you actually did say that. But y'all gonna get mad at us when we're just asking you what you said and following up and trying to make sure your words are correct. But y'all want to get mad at us because y'all don't y'all want to say some controversial shit, but y'all don't want to say some controversial shit, and that's my beef with y'all. I don't think that Golden State is going to win another championship in that Western Conference in the next, I don't know, four years. And so uh, for that reason, I think that's kind of Steph's window, maybe, um, Mm -hmm. probably. And so I don't, I don't, I think. Wiseman would have to turn into David Robinson. Like he would just have to. If that happens, bro, I I mean, I'll, I'll reserve the right to like change my opinion. But, but, you know, that's a, that's a lot. I'd say I'm with you. I'd say no unless Wiseman just turns into the best center in the league and just right. he's hitting jumpers. It's just he's it's cash all the time. But yeah, man. Well, it's been another edition of the real ones. Want to um <laughs> want to thank Jomi, the mad hooper, for coming on. Um, he had a lot to say about THT. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> Tell oh my you god, mad, son. man! Tell I'm not you mad. mad, son. Hey, listen, Tell I cheer. You mad, son. That boy came up through the G League, man. I messed with him too. I ain't even gonna. I'm not even gonna throw. <laughs> yes, I, we just got resume needs to work. That's all I'm saying. Though it's early in the game. All right, all right, all right. I just want to shout out. Also, you know, check out all our other podcasts. A new podcast that just came on, Black Girl Songbook, with Danielle Smith. Which has been re- this is really good, man. Shout out Lonnie, who's producing the hell out of it. Shout out Trudy, who's also working on that. TD, who's also working on that as well. Um, we also have the um, the mismatch that you can go ahead and check out. You can also go ahead and check out group chat. Check out the answer. Check out the mismatch. Check out everything. Check out Ringer Music Pod with my um, the Ringer Music Show. Excuse me, 
with uh, my guy Charles Holmes and um, R2C2 with who, Raja Bell? That would be Vallejo legend CC Sabathia. Damn right. We will see you guys on Thursday. Tap in. 